Information is the most powerful thing you will ever get. Uh, I, I think that we all have greatness in us. And I think that most people don't know how to be an advocate for their life. You're listening to the Almond Gunner Experience Podcast, powered by Astoria. Now here's your host, Greg Dorsey. G-Man, the Almond Gunter Experience here. Man, every day's game day, but today it just seems especially right. It's so good to see you. Like every time we, we lay down a podcast, it just feels like, like I always say, man, it's just therapy for me. And uh, hopefully, you know, we're helping some people along the way as well. But man, I need this, you know. There's a lot of stuff that's, uh, that I just have to get out of my head and, and, and lay out there, brother. That's what I'm talking about. G-Man, why did you pick the word frustration? But the word frustration, I mean, when you think about it, just where we are. And, you know, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. I just think, um, like, especially for younger people, you know, that are used to kind of doing their own thing and really not having a whole lot of worries, right? Because when you're young, you just kind of roll with it. Um, but this past year and, and where we are now, I think it's been a little frustrating because, you know, again, as leaders, I don't think we've done a very good job of really helping them, you know, a very good job of, of giving them direction and, and, and helping them to be able to navigate and get through this thing. Um, so I, I feel that a lot of our young people are really frustrated uh, I'm getting a lot of those questions and, and you know, a lot of, a lot of things coming in from my young people. So uh, I just felt like it, it was time. Like, like we really need to talk about it. We really need to be able to help them develop the coping skills they need to get to the other side, because this is not going to last forever. Uh, but when you're in it, it feels like forever. Yeah. What do you think is really the main trigger for frustration right now? Well, I, you know, I think, you know, at the end of the day, for me, it's about just unknown, right? It's that fear of the unknown. Like, like, when is this thing going to be over? Uh, what, what is quote unquote normal? Uh, what is the new normal? I think there's just a lot of things that are kind of left unsaid, unknown, undone. Um, so for a lot of people, you know, not only does that create frustration, but it also creates that fear and, uh, and we have that fatigue. So all these words that we've talked about previously, uh, at the end of the day, they all just land in that column called frustration. Like, like, what are we going to do with this? What are we going to do about that? Um, and, and, you know, it's just that unknown thing. And that's why every day has to be game day, because all you know is what's going on right now. And you don't have to react. You could be proactive. And being proactive is about making sure that, you know, you know what you're playing for. What is your why every single day? People are frustrated why are they frustrated when i think of frustration right um there's two things that come to mind you know number one is time and you know as you just say you know we can go back hundreds of years and understand it look the time is ticking but for a lot of people they still feel like there's no movement right there's no progress you know i always say yeah the progress that we haven't made yet 400 years and counting uh, so there's that time thing that's you know it, it's one of the first things that that kicks off in my mind when I think of frustration. It's tough. Um, but the other thing, which I think is probably the most important thing, is trust. Because what happens is when you're really frustrated, right, is usually all this time it, it has passed about something that, that's been getting under your craw. And then you have to trust it, right? You have to either trust your training, your ability to be able to handle it, or you have to trust that this is the way it's going to be. So the trust issue is a real big thing. And so when you look at something, uh, say like 
where we are with race relations in America, right? Well, the fundamental thing is time and trust. <laughs> Think about it. It's how long it's going on and who can you trust? And why should we trust you? So, so frustration, I mean, those two things, that, that's the heart of it. The, those are the principles. Those are the, those are the cornerstones. That's the foundation of frustration. It's usually time and trust. How do we cope with frustration? How do we manage that well? Well, I think the biggest thing, right, you know, education is key. You know, I, I told you that for me, um, I knew that was the way to, to be whatever I wanted to be, you know, and to me, education is both, both formal and informal. I think my informal education has played a bigger part of my life than my formal education. You know, it's having people like my grandfather in my life and, and the different mentors that have, have come along and actually, you know, gave me some, a, a certain set of skills as, as Liam Nielsen would say, uh, that has allowed me to be able to navigate this this landfill of of just <laughs> misinformation um being able to not only comprehend it but understand it and and then figure out how does it fit into my why i i think that's what people are really frustrated about when i look at young people right number one i think we've done a piss poor job of helping them to even understand what this game of life is really about right I mean, like, like, what are you really playing for? Because if it's, you're saying you're, you're, you're playing to, to get a job and, and, and to pay bills, then I think we're really missing the point. Um, when I look at education, especially when I grew up, man, it was just, it was bigger than reading, writing and arithmetic. I can tell you that, you know, from the coaches to the teachers, there was a, a different level of compassion and empathy that, we don't see today. Yeah, I mean, we, we had, you know, I was listening to the radio yesterday and they were talking about the top 10 things, you know, that they no longer do in school. And I'm telling you, as they were going down them, I was like, oh my God, like home economics, like wood shop. Like it was, it was crazy. The thing, you know, like typing, like there was things they no longer do cursive writing. So as I'm sitting here listening, going, man, if I was to write my grandkids a letter in cursive right now, first of all, they probably wouldn't even know what the heck it was. Like, what a missed opportunity. So I think the frustration is we have a generation like myself and like you, on the one hand, who have this certain foundation that we know that no matter what time is given to it, we're going to be able to stand. But we're dealing with another generation who don't have those particular sets of skills. Like, you know, they, they, they've been taught this thing a different way. Um, and and, and, and I, as we always say, man, there's nothing new under the sun. And, and sooner or later, everybody gets dealt some cards in which you're going to have to be able to cope. And your coping skills um, come out of the foundation that you have. So I think the frustration is, you know, we have young people who, who want to do more but don't know how to do more. Um, they want to be better, but don't know how to be better um, because leadership is, is lacking um, and, and misinformation is the absolute worst. Because it's not like there's a lack of information out there right now. No, I mean, the, the funny thing is, is they have greater access to information, but the unfortunate thing is a lot of it is misinformation. 
you know, and, and again, it just goes back to the world is always trying to feed you something. And it's not about what they're feeding you. It's about what you're choosing to eat. So it's important, you know, as a young person to be able to surround yourself with the right people. I, I think that your, uh, the, the people that you surround yourself with is, is really key. Because I'm telling you if, you, if you're surrounded by nine negative people, you will be the 10th one. Um, and you have to be hungry to find, you know, the right information. I think that's the other thing. I think that a lot of times we, we want people to just show up in our lives and then teach us what we don't know. Or, and, and I think, no, you've you got to be an advocate. I think at the same time, you've got to want to learn. So when I think about race relations, right, because again, let's be honest. I mean, this is a, this is this hot topic right now. I mean, which I laugh and go, look, it's never went away since the beginning of the United States of America. I, I don't think it's my job to sit and have to teach someone about race relations. I think if it's important to you, you should want to you should want to dig into it and learn it yourself. Like if you don't know, then then be responsible enough to go out and get it. That's what I had to do. You know, on the one hand, you know, I had parents and grandparents and, and, and loved ones to, who always told it to me straight. But but as you reach a certain age, I think it's, a you know, it's incumbent upon yourself that, OK, now now I got to go out and find this stuff for real. You know, I got to validate it. You know, I don't want to be a parrot just just mimicking what someone told me without being able to validate it. But that's the power of education. You know, that's the power of informal and formal education is being able to to go out uh read something understand it comprehend it and turn it into wisdom and until we do that uh man we're just gonna be a hamster on a wheel but there is value in formal education i mean the in oh, no institution doubt. institutionalized education those yeah. those uh, systems yeah. and structures uh i know that uh again you're you're placing helping helping you know, not placing, but helping athletes, student athletes uh, get in some of the best universities in the country. But I mean, do you ever think to yourself, is this really helping them? Well, you know what, the way, the way that I do it is I know that helping them to get into great universities and then helping them to take advantage of what the university has to offer is a, is a means to an end. Because it's one of those things that, you know, some people look to that that's what's going to get you in the door to perhaps work the jobs that you want to work or create the business that you want to create. So I know that those things are important, but, you know, you've seen the way that I work with student athletes and it's what I do on the front end of all of that. And it's, it's mental development and, and it's really helping them to understand that when you walk into a university, especially as a student athlete, please know that they are going to use you every time you put that jersey on uh every time you know that logo is on you you are a walking billboard for that university so please be smart and use the university back by getting your education by getting the things that you know that they offer uh because for some people that piece of paper matters uh, for a lot of my student athletes man they're first generation you know the first one in their families to graduate um, mm. from a university, um, which is which is key because I'm all about breaking cycles. And and to me, when you go to a university or a college and you're able to to complete it, it's just one more way of saying I'm disciplined. 
It's one more way of saying, yep, I'm focused. It's one more way of saying I'm committed. So to me, what it does is it continues to build on those things that we do every single day, you know, when you're part of Age Nation, which is create little wins for people, create wins that they can, they can stand on. Like, cause when, when, when it hits the fan, it's going, and we know it's going to hit the fan. You have to have those little wins that say, look, I am somebody, I know how to be disciplined. I know how to overcome. I can cope with this and I can get to the other side. Mm. Well, and that's amazing to think about because you, you know, as a student athlete or as a parent of a student athlete or advocate for student athletes, you're, you're investing. There's a tremendous investment that's going into this person and, or this institution and why not get the maximum return on investment? No doubt about it. I mean, because again, time is the one thing that, you know, you don't get back. So if you're going to spend your time at a university, then all, because, because to me, I mean, colleges and universities, they, they offer a lot of things. There's a lot of great things happen there. Uh, a lot of times that's where you meet your lifelong friends. So I'm saying, if you're going to be there, if you're going to have to put in your time, make sure you're putting in time, you know, building what you want down the road. Uh, for instance, I mean, you know, your little nephew, Austin, just graduated from the University of Florida last, last week. And, uh, you know, as his father, I've always said that even when Austin was, you know, in 11th grade, if I passed away, he'd be okay because I had put some stuff inside of him that was centered around, you know, having a good attitude, you know, behavior, work ethic, uh, being an advocate for your life. So all of those things Austin had before he walked into the University of Florida, he, he knew what his value was as an individual. Um, so being able to complete the tasks and all the things that they put before him, uh, number one, is not, it wasn't, you know, not expected. I mean, that's a given. We, we knew he was going to do that because he's disciplined, he's focused. Uh, and, and to me, it was just one more step and making him into the man that he wants to be. Um, and, and he was able to, to, to get through that, to come out the other side of that. Uh, and, and as he said on Friday at about 2.50 p.m., as he's you know graduated and all done, he just took a big deep breath and said, okay, well, that's behind me. You know, so again, he, he knows that that's a big win and he knows that there's people that he will encounter when he says, yeah, I graduated from UF. Uh, that's going to mean a lot to them. You know what I mean? Um, so, so I think we, we have to help our young people take advantage of all of those things. You know, G-Man, I, I think that you've touched on a lot of the, the key aspects of this. What are the takeaways that you really want for, for each of us, for our audience members? What are, what are some of the, the key gemstones that you want us to, to, to put into our satchel and carry away here? Well, you know, you know, I love these gemstones and, 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 and that we're calling them that because I, I think that's what they really are. And if you can hold on to them and, and pull them out when need be, uh, you're going to be okay. And, and, and for this one, I, I did it a little different when, it, when I was talking about frustration. And I, and I told you, I really liked the way I laid this one out because I think I did more of a step-by-step -step that you can, can really get into. So the first thing is, uh, you know, when you're frustrated, you got to take a step back and calm down, right? Um, because naturally, what you want to do is you just want to keep running, but you can't. Uh, and then describe what is frustrating you 
in one sentence. Like, I think that's important. Like, if you're really frustrated, um, try, try to break that down to one sentence and say, okay, so, so what is it that's really concerning? What is it that's really, really bothering me? Um, the second thing is once you acknowledge and, and describe what's really frustrating you, uh, ask yourself why. You know, wh why is it bothering you? You know, and, and it happens a lot, you know, when, when <laughs> like with people, right? There's certain people that really frustrate us. And, uh, and I think you have to ask yourself, why? why? Why does that person get under your skin? <laughs> why did that person know how to, to push your button? Um, the third gemstone is, you know, when, when you have your why, uh, think through some options. You know, think through some options of, okay, how am I going to overcome this? You know, how am I going to overcome this source of frustration? Because number one, what happens is if you don't ever really think through that and then decide how you're going to get through it, it never goes away, right? See, it goes back to this thing that we're talking about time when we talk about race relations and all this stuff is that we don't ever really deal with it. Like we, we, we don't ever say, how do I really overcome this? So it just, it just keeps showing back up, right? Um, do you think that that could end in a single day? Well, you know what? I think it can. You know, you know what? Because think about it. It's really all about decisions, right? Think about it. It's, it's really a decision. It's a decision to say, I'm going to have empathy, compassion. Yep, I get it. That person is human. We're more alike than we are different. It's really about trying to understand, right? At the end of the day, if you can't look at certain things that have been put in place and go, yeah, you know what? That's true. Whether I like it or not, it's true. Like, like, like whether I like it or not, being, being an African-American, I have been in situations to where, look, I knew going in what the story was, but I also knew that I had to know how to cope with it, deal with it, and get to the other side of it. And so it wasn't incumbent upon me to have the other person to understand. Like I say, you got to be willing to do your own research. You, you got to be, and, and that's what these steps are. It's about you. And it's about what you're deciding to do. You know, one of, one of, one of my things is, I've always said, one of my pet peeves is, is when I, I'm looking at something and I hear someone uh, ask an African-American person, you know, what do you say to your kid? Like, like with Austin, what do you say to Austin if he gets pulled over by a policeman? And, and it just, <laughs> I just look and go, it's not about what I say to my kid. Cause I've been saying it to my kid ever since he's been born. It's about what you say to your kid. You see what I'm saying? And, and, and that's the reality of, of it is, is you have to take ownership and responsibility for what you're doing on your other end, which brings us to number four, which is success and failure are all based on decisions. Whether you succeed in life or whether you fail in life, it's all based on decision. So, so make a decision about overcoming your frustration. Like, I mean, you know, what, what are you going to do? Don't waffle back and forth, decide, and then take it to the next gemstone, stick with it. Whatever your decision is, you got to stick with it. You got to take action. And I think that's what happens. I, I always say that America is really good at talking. <laughs> like, like we're real good at talking about, 
problems, talking about issues. We ain't real good at listening and we're definitely not good at taking action. Not, no, no, because we're, we're, we're so caught up on, I, I think it's like uh, people who have a list and say they have 10 things to get done they only get seven things done. So they feel like they failed. Like it's, it's not a good day because they couldn't get all 10. Like they all are nothing people. And that's the thing that I feel that, that, that keeps America where it is. Because it wants to be this all or nothing. And it's not all or nothing. You, you got to be able to win a little bit, hold your ground, win a little bit more. That, that's what life is, is, is about. Um, so when, when you actually take action and you make these decisions, and you put your plan in motion, here's the big one, man. You, dude, you, you got to trust your training. Goes back to time and trust. And so for me, every day, I have to trust that all the things that my, my parents and my grandparents and my aunts and uncles and all the mentors in my life have put inside of me, all my coaches, I got to trust it. I got to trust that this stuff's going to work. And I've got to trust that all the stuff that I've done on my own, that I've taken initiative to do on my own, to, to research and to learn, like it's going to pan out. You know, and that's big. Because when things get rough and it's get hot and heavy, we don't want to trust it, man. Think about it. We start looking around, seeing if there's an easier way. And that's not how this works. Um, the, sixth one, the sixth gemstone of this whole thing is get out of your own head and move on. Like, and it goes back to what I say. I, I don't spend my life trying to convince a person of something who don't want to change, who doesn't want to grow. I, that, that, no, I, I don't have time for that. So I don't let that get in my head and I move on because it goes back to time. And I, I don't have time to waste. You know, it's like I was working with, a, a, it's like every week now, man, I'm getting two and three new student athletes and, and, and at a time in my life where I really think I'm trying to slow down, it's like, I think I'm really speeding up. But one of the things that I, that I after the first session with any student athlete, I, I tell them to go home, shower up, eat real good, go in their bedroom, sit on their bed, turn the lights out and ask yourself this question. Do I really want to be good? And am I willing to sacrifice and commit and stick to this thing and do all the stuff that I need to do? Now, if your answer is yes, then give me a call and we'll continue. But if it's not, don't call me because I, I, I don't have time to waste. So, you know, get out of your own head. I mean, be willing to move on, to let go. And then finally, number seven is, remember, the sun always comes up tomorrow. That's what my mother used to always say. She said, look, no matter how bad it is, the sun is going to come up tomorrow. So you just breathe and things always look better 24 hours later. Um, I think that's how you handle frustration. That's, that's, you know, number one, identify it, set a plan in motion, stick to that plan and keep it moving. Keep it moving. That's where we need to be. That, that, you know, when we develop those coping skills, oof, we, we're going to be very successful. And one of the big threads of these seven gemstones that I see is your plan. Going back to your plan, your training, your your why, your purpose, um, and and staying committed to those things. And uh, you know, doubt doubt can can creep it up in there, and, and people will constantly test your fortitude, constantly test 
and you'll test your own, you right? And so, uh, so those seven gemstones are are absolute uh, precious, precious, precious gemstones. Uh, so, uh, you know, listen, dial up, dial into these. Actually, Coach, what we're going to do this week is we're going to drop these seven gemstones into the description of this podcast. So you'll have access there. Uh, where else can they gain access to these? Uh, if they want to download, there's a, there's a PDF download, correct? Just just hit me up at almond at almondgunterexperience.com. Just email me and we'll make sure that you get this downloadable PDF of what these gemstones are. And moving forward, what we're going to do is we're actually going to get them put on the website and get them stored there. So you'll be able to go back and get them and pull them up. I mean, I, I think that that having kind of a roadmap, just something that kind of gets you going is important. So we, we wanna make sure that people now start getting these these things into their hands so we can make a real difference. And, and I cannot overstate the amount of depth and work effort that you put into uncovering these gems, gemstones as a, as a scuba diver. Uh, I think of the ocean and how vast and deep and um, how many treasures are, are at the bottom. But I, I've done a lot of diving and I have not found any real treasure to bring home to talk about. You know, there's, there's a lot of it out there. So there's right. people that have these submersible crafts, you know, and, and they spend millions and millions of dollars to go actually find, you know, a part to Amelia Earhart's airplane right. or something like right. that. And they take so much time and effort. And it takes years of, of training to do that. And I just can't overstate the value of the information that you're sharing with us today. So uh, treasure these, treasure these for sure. Uh, you know, the other thing that comes to mind, Coach, is this, um, this sense that one of the challenges we have with our purpose is just not just thinking small. And, and you know, I think of Jaws, you know, when that line where he goes, we're going to need a bigger boat, right, you know, right, right, like right, when, right. when we think about the future, I just don't think we think through how big our boat is and, and, and who's on that boat, and what that, that journey is like. And I don't know what, what comes to mind for you with that? I mean, for me, you know, I, I, I told you, I think we have to start thinking in terms of legacy, you know, and, 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 and your legacy, if, if you're thinking in terms of legacy and what you see is just your immediate family, your immediate offspring, I think you, I think you've just missed it. I, I think you've missed it so huge because when I think of legacy, what I think of is service, like, like, do you really want to be relevant 2000 years or not? I mean, and for me to be relevant 2000 years, it, it's got to be bigger than Ola. It's got to be bigger than Trey. And it has to be bigger than Austin. It has to be on a scale to which there are, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that have access to the information that I've laid, who found it valuable and knowledgeable and, and it helped them to have this wisdom in which they continue to pass it on. You know, that's, that's where we have to get to you know this this is about a legacy that's way bigger than you and as my mother would say how many bridges are you looking to build you know and i i just i just want to build as many as i can possibly build and we're all in this together i love your analogy of when you walk onto an airplane i don't actually walk through 
first class the same? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it, it's, you know, I travel and, and, you know, when I'm going to speak and, you know, I have to fly different places. And for me, I, I'm just low key, you know, when, when they schedule me to, to speak, I'm like, look, just get me on a plane, make me say, I, I, I don't need to be in first class. I'm just not that guy. I know who I am as a person, right? That doesn't define me. But it's like you get on the plane and you and, and and for people that fly, we've all been here at some point, you know, and you walk through first class. The people in first class look at you like, why are you even on the plane? You know what I mean? Like they got this look like like I can't believe we still got to wait for a whole bunch of people to get on. And I'm thinking to myself, do we go into the same place? Like, like we, we, so what you got some extra chips, like, so you got the whole drink instead of like a half a drink, but I'm really nice. So usually when I ask the flight attendant, Hey, can I get an extra bag of nuts or can I get a little more to drink? They give it to me. So, I mean, I, I don't, I just don't understand it, but, but it goes back to empathy and compassion, right? Goes back to understanding like, look, we're more alike than we're different. So when, when, when I walk through, man, you, and usually when I walk through first class, man, I'm just speaking to everybody. I'm just like, like when I get through first class, they're probably wondering who was that guy? Why, why is that guy going back there? He's not up here. This, this guy might need to be flying the plane. That's how I try to put it on him. I try to put it on the way they think I'm the pilot. I don't know that there's something that could be more frustrating than flying and, and uh, you know, and the experiences around that uh, besides maybe Disney or something, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I think I'm actually, it's funny because as I go back through your gemstones, I'm like, what if we actually, the next time we, we book a flight, what if we actually practiced these gemstones? No doubt. What if we, what if we actually thought about why we're getting on this plane? It yes. really, really took some yeah. time. Yes. to to analyze that you know you say you know don't don't waffle back and forth you know trust your training put your plan into motion a lot of that just it's 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 how you do one thing it's how you do everything kind of stuff well and, and that's the thing you know for me you know i i understand traveling for a lot of people is a very you know frustrating thing but one of the things that i've come to realize is look i love me so i want to be safe so if you tell me that this thing is delayed because of a part or the weather, whatever. Look, it is what it is, man. Like, like I, I'm just not that important that I need to try to try to, you know, fight with mother nature to get to somewhere. You know, it goes back to time. And, and I just think that if you're going to travel, you got to bake some of that in. It's like making a cake. The eggs go in there, whether you put them in the beginning or the end, you got to put the eggs in to make the cake. Right. So it's the same thing with traveling for me, you know, I, I just, no, no, I mean, I don't want to be frustrated. And, and if I'm with my family, right, I'm like, guess what? We're together. We're all together. So it, it's all good. But I, but I think if we, we, we practice these gemstones, not only in that, but in everything that we do, we'll be less frustrated. I think we will. I think we'll, I think we'll end up with, with more compassion, more empathy, more understanding, uh, more commitment. Uh, and to really be able to solve some things and not just mm. talk about them. Hey, coach, who's our MVP for frustration? You know, I was, I was thinking about, you know, frustration. And so, so my nephew, CJ Tremble, 
you know, and back in the day when we had super freak of the week, he was one of the super freaks of the week, but you know, he, he's the MVP, especially when it comes to the word of frustration. Um, you know, he's going to UPenn, um, he, he, he got an injury and, and, you know, he's a senior, you know, graduating high school. He's, he's all excited, you know, cause he's going to be headed up to UPenn. So now it's like, ah, oh, I have this injury. What do I do? But because he has this foundation that has been laid, um, he's been able to deal with the frustration of it all. He, 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 he knows how to, to back up and to look at this. But again, he's surrounded by people who are constantly helping him through this process. And so, you know, as I said, for our young people, I think what's important is, is making sure that they have the leadership to be able to deal with some things. Because of course, there was questions that he had, you know, what is this going to do to my playing career? Um, how am I going to, you know, how long before I get back? So there was questions, right? And, 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 and a lot of those questions, we don't know the answer to, you know, it's going to take time. You know, you got to go through rehab you get, you know, and, and all of those things. So helping him to just be able to breathe and realize that you take it one day at a time. Son's going to always come with tomorrow. And I got to be honest, man, he is doing incredible. And, and what's so funny about it is I know for a fact he'll come back a lot sooner than people expect him to come back just because he knows how to deal with these things. And, and, uh, and so he has this information, right? Formal and informal, and which which is good. I mean, he he he's he's gonna be all right. So he's our MVP. I mean, CJ's putting it down. He'll be all excited about that. You know, I call him Prime Time. I mean, because you know. Wow. CJ, okay. Being 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 a Noel, that's a, that's a name. You, you, well, that nickname yeah. you don't just throw that around no, right you don't there. Just throw that out. But you know what? For two years, man, he's he really been a shutdown corner. Nobody's been able to catch a pass on him in about twenty five games. I mean, if that's not Prime Time, I don't know what is. He's uh, going to UPenn. That tells you that academically he's solid. Um, he, he, he's got that entrepreneur mind. Uh, to me, it's like football secondary. I mean, he, he, he's more of a brain and like, look, man, I, I know what I want to do with my life. So I'm excited for him. And uh, he, he's going to be somebody to watch for sure. No doubt, man. I, I think, of, you know, foundation, you, you know, trust your training, trust your foundation. Trust your foundation right there. Rock solid right there. Down to the better rock. You got me, your dad, you know, your grandpa. You got people around. Come on, dude. Trust the train. Trust the train. Yeah. We're going to be all right. We're yeah. all right there with you. I love it. I love it. That family knows how to get down too, man. That that 50, 50 party, that that that's imprinted on my mind. Like, wow, okay, I got some time here, but I got to start my playing now. <laughs> that Trimble family don't mess around. Baby boy, he, he threw that thing down, didn't he? Man, yes, he did. He, he raised the bar. Yeah, so, I yeah. Mean, if, you have a, if you have a spouse that's turning 50, <laughs> well, Carl put it out there. <laughs> that's it. He might, yeah. He could write He could write the book on it. He could definitely yeah. write the book. That whole family can. Beautiful yes, stuff. All right. Hey, listen, Coach, phenomenal show. Thank you for dropping this. Uh, you know, as always, you know, it's an honor for me. To, uh, to you know virtually square up today you know we did the remote thing changing it up a little bit yeah, but you know I love it the next week though you know so uh, hey it's always good listen I got Shell Bell in the house with me today so you know it's getting ready to be a good, it's going to be a good day on the west side because if nothing else we probably going to eat real good put, 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 hey, put them to work Shell hey, Bell put hey, them to work hey, you know. if we don't do anything 
the one thing we gonna do is we gonna eat real well over here at lunchtime. I guarantee that. <laughs> Thanks for connecting. You know I love you, brother. Every day is game day. We catch you next week. Gunner out. Yeah.